What is up, world? Welcome to the movement. My name is JP, and uh, I am joined here with some of my greatest friends in the entire world, Cam, yep. O, and Wilson. What's up? And uh, to be honest with you, if this is your first time, you guys are in luck because it's not ours. <laughs> <clears throat> so true. We ended 2019, and uh, we ended it with an episode called Letting Shit Go. Um, if you haven't got into that episode, you guys need to go check it out. Um, it's good stuff, and it's a great way to wrap up the year. Um, it's really going to hammer home um, how to drop off some of that excess baggage at the, uh, at the door. So, uh, and a lot of you, um, and I'm not, I'm, not, uh, I'm not innocent of that fact either. Uh, it's, it's a conscious effort. So uh, go check that episode out if you haven't yet. But I do want to talk about shit that does matter. Um, in this episode and, uh, and what we're really going to get into is character ethics. Um, and if you're frustrated with, with what you haven't accomplished to this point and what you thought you would have, uh, stay tuned. We're going to give you the vitamin to bring your dreams and goals back to life. Um, so before we get started with everything, man, uh, I, 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 we're going to get a little bit in depth with this. We're going to probably teach you some terms that you guys probably don't know yet. Uh, but I know we've been through some, uh, some busy times, some holiday seasons, you know, we're getting back together in the studio. I love this time. I love getting back around all you guys, man. It's awesome. Uh, I know we got to get some outtakes from the stuff that happens before we get on the mics and the recording and stuff, because some of the stuff that was talked about beforehand uh, was great. There's some good nuggets. You can tell that you guys have really been working and growing and stuff like that. But uh, how was uh, the holidays, guys? How was uh, how was the busiest season of the year? Man, it was awesome. Um, this the time off in the holiday season was a great opportunity to just kind of recollect and kind of recharge and get ready. That's one of my favorite things about going to the new year. And I think a lot of people are in similar positions because I honestly think that's where new year's resolutions come from. Mm -hmm. Everyone pulls back from such a busy, um, their normal schedule with the holiday schedule. And then they start thinking about goals and stuff they want to accomplish in the new year. And I think that's where, um, new year's resolutions, uh, come from. I hate that word, but, um, goal setting and everything they want to accomplish in the new year. But it was great. Uh, spending time with the kids was awesome. Being able to be in the new position kind of gave me more flexibility. Spend time with Mia while she was out of school, and she still has like another I don't know week or I think a whole week. Um, oh yeah, envy those. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she woke up at she. I talked to her this morning. She was already awake this morning. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I woke up at two o'clock, and uh, <laughs> uh, Danny Oz's daughter called her at two o'clock to play video games. I'm like, oh god, I remember those days. Like, a.m. <laughs> do what? She got 2 up at a.m. Wow. wow. And she's like, yeah, she I woke up at 2 a.m. and stayed up wow. and then fell back asleep at 11 a.m. And I'm like. Christmas re- break was always the best when you were <laughs> oh, that yeah, age. I know, really dude. Or, or summer. Sure, candy know, filled. Like, I mean, like, you got the stocking candy. You can just stay up all night and eat and play video games. I'm got so it. much trouble. Oh, dude. Toilet paper rolls. We were just talking about that, man. We actually just had that conversation with Braylon. Did you? They're like, dude, uh, we're talking about rolling houses and stuff. He's like, what are you talking about? Isn't that illegal? And I was like. I don't know. For you, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just don't get. No, it was a great time to recharge, though, and it's gonna just really spend time with the with the immediate family. It was cool. It really was. It's awesome. Same here. Um, we we had a couple of days off. Actually, four days of just like not having to do anything or whatnot. And uh, afterwards, uh, Finn, you know, I go to, have to go to work or whatnot uh, in my office, and he's like, "Hey, you want to watch this uh, show with me or whatever today?" And I'm like, uh, "I'm back on the work schedule, buddy." And he's like, "That's not fun." <laughs> yeah. So it's 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 pretty cool. He, to does, just, he doesn't grasp it because you work from home, and it was like, yeah, he here, doesn't huh? grasp it at all because I'm I'm in the other office, and he'll come in there and sit in my lap, and I'll show him what I'm doing or whatever, and we'll do some stuff and. 
just that family time. Uh, it's really cool. We did some traveling. Got to see the folks down in Chattanooga and then come back up here in, in Murfreesboro area and uh, hang out with a lot of other people, too. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's been a blast, dude. Um, we have had an amazing holiday, Christmas, whatever you want to call it. I mean, it's not just Christmas. I know it's New Year's and all the other stuff. Um, but I, I don't know. I feel even today and even sitting here right now, like I feel this energy that is just like I'm, I feel like overflowing right now um, because there is a rejuvenation. There is a time where you just get that like even if you don't want it, it's a break and it's important. It really is important to to reflect. It's important to recharge it's important to just chill out and not do a damn thing for a few days like we had we literally had a day that was like the laziest day that i can remember in years and i was thinking if about halfway through i was like oh i feel so unproductive but then i had to just tell myself this is okay like we're not probably going to do this again for a while like just chill out don't do anything we played match game we played uh what's that the thing with the marbles drop the Plink, plinka, or whatever, I don't know, whatever it is. The little game. But anyways, like family games. Like you put the little stick in and the marbles and then you pull the sticks out until the marbles fall. Oh, the sticks game where you yeah. keep pulling sticks yeah, yeah. and then when they We literally fall, spent like half a day doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I so, don't even remember what that game's called. I don't know what you're talking about, though. It's almost yeah. like Jenga, it's but with Similar, sticks and yeah, but with marbles. Yeah. 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 So it, it, but it's been awesome. And we were literally just earlier today, my wife and I were um, in downtown Nashville and we were blocks away from where we were. Tomorrow will be a year ago, and <laughs> we were just and talking I, about that today. Yeah, Me and, wow. and we were the four that. of us were together. Yeah, and and I, I I looked at my wife and I said, "Can you believe it's been a year tomorrow?" And then we and then just for like a few minutes there, I looked back on everything that's happened in that twelve months, and it was, it's just amazing, you know. And you and you choose. And we've talked about this in recent episodes that you choose to see it how you want to see it. Mm-hmm. And to me, um, one of the greatest years of our life, but. I think more than ever in my life, I'm pumped for the next year. And not that it like matter. I know it's just a day, but it is just kind of a new start. So right. it's going to be awesome. Yeah, no, I think, I think you should be pumped. Uh, I think, I think with all the, the work that you put in, it's one of those things. It's like, uh, you, I mean, it's really, it's really exciting. I mean, that's, it's like if you, if you've ever played ball and in that off season, when you didn't have to do something, you were out there grinding and you were out there practicing when it wasn't time to practice when it came to time to go to practice, there was a different level of excitement, right? Like you walked into practice going, hey, none of you shitheads know how hard I worked. Yep. Right. While you guys were sitting on the couch, you guys have no idea, uh, which is how all of greatness is created. It's created in in, in the silence, right? In, in the privacy of your own home. Uh, greatness is not created on the stage. It's, it's, it's uh, showcased on the stage. But it's created in privacy. So, yep. uh, but that's cool. That'll segue right into what we're talking about. So, so let's kind of jump into it, and we're going to talk about a couple of things. This this uh, this episode might get a little bit bring in, um, you know, something that I've been reading that's really been tugging on my heart. Um, and I want to give a lot of credit uh, to the book. It's it's called uh, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. Um, if you guys haven't checked that book out, go check it out. Uh, you know, go get it. It's, it's, it's a, it's a good read. It's, it's a long read. Um, so be prayer, be prepared for it, but there's a, there's a lot of value, uh, to the book and, and you'll learn a lot by reading it. And, uh, he's done a lot of research. So I want to give him a lot of credit, uh, talking about this because a lot of the topics that I want to bring up here and get some opinions from you guys, uh, was because of the readings that I've, I've got from that. But one of the cool things that I've read just, just here recently, I thought it was really pertinent to the 2020 starting a new decade. Um, and, and, you know, kind of like Cameron said, it's, it's another day. Uh, but if you haven't been, 
you know, grinding or you're not where you want to be at and stuff, maybe this will help you out. Maybe this will, maybe this will inject some of those vitamins into your life uh, that'll teach you how to recenter. Um, and, and I want to talk about social paradigms and just, just to, just to kind of preface paradigms are kind of how we perceive the world. And Kim, you just, you just made a comment about how, how you perceive things. Um, so social paradigms are, are broke down into character ethics and personality ethics. And that's kind of how they break it down in, in, um, in, uh, in the book. So, uh, the, the character ethics are more so who you actually are. The personality ethics are who you are uh, perceived to be, who you appear to be, okay? So there, there, there are two, two, um, two different aspects. Uh, the, the character ethics are going to be your primary, and the social ex- ethics are going to be your secondary. Mm-hmm. Social ethics are still very important, uh, but one of the problems that we have, and we'll get into it a little bit, uh, a little bit more in depth, um, is the fact that we've put personality ethics in front of character ethics today. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the biggest problems that we have today is your character ethics are really principle-based. It's where all your principles come from. So, and, and by principles, uh, understand me, I'm talking about integrity, uh, servitude, humility, fidelity, temperance, uh, courage, justice, patience, um, you know, majesty, the golden rule, you know, things of that nature. Personality ethics are more so geared towards your public image. These are going to be things of... Um, like your skills that you're taught. So when you think, the first thing you think of is a sales world, right? The techniques that you learn how to relate to people. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where your personality ethics come from and things of that neat, that, that, um, nature, that nature. nature. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so why, why do you guys just, just from, just from speaking on that, why is, why is character so important to you guys? Mm. Well, Go ahead, Wilson. I was going to say, just character is everything. I mean, like what we were talking about before is, um, it's like the foundation. It's, um, which is, if you want something great in life, the foundation has to be on good, solid ground. I mean, it's a biblical term too. You know, you don't want to build your house on sand. You want to build it on rock and rock would be your character and what you, uh, or like your non-negotiables that, that JP talks about mm-hmm. all the time. Something that you go say, hey, no matter what happens, this is never gonna, never gonna change. And I think a lot of people, you know, you know, just thinking about what you're just talking about with the social side of things, that people just don't have character uh, out there that that, that that is displayed. It's all about being fake. Uh, each person changes who they are uh, based off who they socialize with, and. Uh, I, I hear that a lot in, in personally, not from me, but from other people I know personally. That's just that's how they are. I mean, if they're dating one person, they're one way, and then if they're dating another person, they're another way. Or if they're hanging around this crowd, they're one way, and it's just they don't. It just flows from one place to another. And just if they had character, like what you're talking about, which we're going to get into in a little bit more detail, um, I don't think that that would sway much, you know. And then most cases, I mean, I've seen somebody who goes. I, I can't stand smoking and starts dating a person that smokes. And it's like, how does that work out? You know, she's you pretty. make, huh? Right. She's pretty. So yeah. that's a personality. But that's ethics. okay. No. Right. Right. No, no, that's, oh, you're saying that's, that's not goes okay. against your no, I'm character. I'm saying for the guy. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> guy or girl, either way, if you believe yeah. not like you don't like smoking, you wouldn't say, I'm going to, I'm going to date you either, either way. It doesn't matter. It, that, it, that's to me it's a character it's like saying okay if I make a decision then I'm not I'm gonna write down a list of 
you know, five non-negotiables that my date person that I'm going to be with is going to have to have, they're non-negotiables. But if that's on their list, which was, I know in one fact, that was on their list and they settled with it. And it's just like, so that, how does that look at your character? Are you really a person of your word and what you're trying to say and relay to other people? They left off the non. It's just a negotiable. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to dumb this down for me because I'm from Mississippi. And yes, you got a lot of notes over here. I know how much. I mean, really, everybody here does. But probably JP more than anybody. The preparation he puts into the episodes that he hosts is just really impressive. And I know it's because he's an engineer and he has to have stuff like out like that. But um, it really is awesome. And I appreciate you doing that. What I hear when you're talking about this is, you know, who who I actually am as a person. And then who I who everybody thinks I am, or who or who I want, how I want people to perceive me, mm. whatever that might be. Um, why is character important? Is I, I don't. We're talking about these lazy days around the holidays, or I don't want to say lazy days, the reset days, rejuvenate days, the hang out with the family days. I pulled. I saw. You remember the old movie? I mean, everybody knows Popeye, but the old movie that came out like the eight, early eighties, and it was like Robin Williams. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was like, oh, my kids are gonna love this. And I turned it on. It kept their attention for about three seconds. But I watched for like a little while. And I was just thinking about it. He goes, meam who meam. You know? Yeah. And that's what character is to me. Yep. Like, if how could it not be more important? Because character is actually who you are. Right. Right? Character ethics. If, if I'm understanding correctly, which personality ethics is just a facade. That's absolutely true. Right? So why is it important? Because that's actually all that matters. You know? So if you don't have that crap together, and what is what are you giving priority to? Are you giving priority to what people see on your social media or, the, you know, the, the way that you smile, you put on your fake smile when you're around the family or friends or whatever, or are you really dealing with who you are as a person and becoming better? Mm, that's D deep. I love this topic already. So <laughs> it's, it's something that people don't think about on, on, a, on a daily basis. Like, who, who am I? Right, so, it, especially when you say it like that. That's right. Yeah. Who am I? Who am I? Yeah, but but I mean that that's what it comes down to. Who who when you look at yourself in the mirror, who are you? Right? Who am I? And and it's character is all perception. It's perception from from what who who you see yourself as, and it's who everyone else sees you as, and it's it's who you want everyone else to see you as. It's it's principle, man. What we teach all the time and what we preach all the time, I guess I could say, is is principle and ethics, right? And I'm I'm pumped to hear what you have to say about this. It's gonna be awesome. I'm picturing like uh, character ethics is, and I'll just put, say this for girls. Character ethics is when you wake up in the morning. Personality ethics is makeup. Was it? Yep. Okay. Oh wow. That's yep. Good. So that's so that's a good way to put it. Um, and th there's there's a ton of analogies that we can use for this. Um, you know, one of the big ones um, is the iceberg. Um, and I know, I know probably if, if any of you have been, uh, making an attempt to grow personally, you've probably seen the iceberg, uh, where about 75% or 66% of the iceberg is below water. Uh, but that 66% is what that thing is created from mm. the, the 30% or 25% that you see poking out of the top, uh, might be what you're able to perceive, but the rest of it is what keeps that in place. Um, roots. Uh, roots of a tree, yeah. you know, things of that nature. The trees that are the long-term trees tend to have deep roots. Mm -hmm. There's, there's, so there, there's a thing, and I don't care what you believe in, if it's God or the universe or whatever it may be. There's a reason that that if you look at nature, it it, it corresponds a lot with what works. Mm -hmm. There's a reason that a redwood tree can live to be 1,500 years old mm -hmm. because the tree is deep. 
That's why. And if you're not deep, your long-term success has no chance whatsoever. So your character ethics, and you guys hit the nail on the head, your character ethics are what matter. But the problem is, and this is this is one of the things that, that we've talked about plenty of times before on this, is the microwave mentality has put the personality ethics in front of the character mm-hmm. ethics because what you can do is you can develop a skill and say, oh, this is how I'm going to relate to people. And when you develop that skill, then you can go and sell or you can make a little bit of money mm-hmm. or whatever it may be. And Wilson, you've said this in the past. And it shows a lot about your character. You're like, I'm not willing to lie to make a sale mm-hmm. because you have character. You're the type of person that has a foundation that says, dude, that one sale is not going to be who I identify myself as. I identify myself as the person who I am, the integrity, the principles that I stand on. And long term, you will outsell that guy that feels the need to lie to sell whatever it is. Um, So so character is is paramount because. Uh, and this this was a really cool quote that I pulled from the from the book, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give the, the the book credit for this. But it says, "By making and keeping promises to ourselves and others, little by little, our honor becomes greater than our moods. Hmm. So you live for a greater purpose than today, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it's important to live for today, but you live for a greater purpose whenever you whenever you develop those character ethics. So that was that was one of the things that I wanted to make sure that we we hammered home. Now, our personality ethics bad. No, I want to clarify. Per- personality ethics are great. If all you have is character ethics and zero personality, then you're <laughs> you're, a, you're an you. anchor. Yeah. Oh, you're you're a robot. That's right. right. Well, that's that's all you <laughs> are is an anchor, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And that's the biggest thing. So uh, when it when it comes to the, the the mix of the two of them is is it comes down to principles and values. Characters are your principles. Skill set and personality is your values. When you have your values and your principles in line, then it's a, it's a rocket to wherever you're trying to go. Mm-hmm. But if your values sit in front of your principles and your principles are not there, it's like blowing up a balloon, putting some plaster on the outside of it and putting a pin in it. It collapses. People live a life of a house of cards. If you guys have ever heard that terminology and they live that way because they never develop the character ethics that it takes to have a foundation. Mm-hmm. They build a house of cards based on these little skills so that they can get little wins here and there and have zero foundation. And then it collapses on them. They have to rebuild it. And then it collapses on them. They have to rebuild it. Then they're 80 years old and they go, why did I not accomplish what I intended to accomplish? And it was because they were missing those character ethics. But guess what? Character ethics are hard, dude. Mm-hmm. Character ethics are not easy. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to that whole thing that Wilson was talking about. Like you date a girl, I'm never going to date a girl that smokes. And you see a hot girl and you date her. And, and I don't think that smoking makes somebody they're not. It's just a, an example in this situation. Right. But, but there, there's certain things that are, that are non-negotiables in your life. And if you negotiate, and like Cam said, if you remove that non in front of the negotiable, now who are you? Right. Because when, when it comes to personality ethics, people get frustrated because... Let's say that Wilson, you're a happy-go-lucky kind of guy, right? Mm-hmm. So what? when I when I come to you, I've got yeah, that's that's kind of you're a tennis ball mentality. Right? <laughs> uh, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, there you're gonna have to go back and listen to other episodes because I'm not getting into it. Boy. But I come to you, I'm throwing the ball. Like me and you, me, me and you are gonna have that kind of relationship. Play. You know, but I have a personality skill set, and then I go to Cameron, he's business guy, right? So Cameron is business, business. I'm I'm serious. We're gonna talk about numbers and stuff like that. Well, before you know it, if you don't have a center or, or, or an anchor, your character ethics, now I'm happy-go-lucky, then I'm business. I'm happy-go-lucky, then I'm business. And then I'm, you know, whatever it may be. 
and it creates frustration and emptiness within my life. Yeah, you're whoever you think you need to be with those other people, but in inside yourself, you're empty. You're empty, and it goes back to that whole deep thing. The opposite of deep is shallow, right? You're just living a shallow life. Yeah, mm. and you it's hear a chameleon syndrome. Mm. Yeah. Oh, you know what I'm saying? That, that's the best way to describe it: is that you are who you are around. So it's and I, I think in a basis that's why it's so important to hang out with people or hang out with who I don't know. How, Surround yourself with the right people. Yeah, I think is the, is the best thing because I think in in a sense we all have a uh, chameleon syndrome. Uh, it's just different levels of it. For you know, sure. I think all of us here have our For own sure. uh, personality ethics and and, and, and character uh, where we can still play off each other, but still remain who we are. But I think that's why we're at this table also, and we consider ourselves shepherds in a sense because not everybody can do that. You know, a lot of people go out there and they hang out with the wrong people and that's that they already had their, their ethics and their character isn't where it needs to be. So being around those people that affects them a lot easier than it would us. You know, I think if we all surrounded ourselves with the wrong people, no matter what, we wouldn't stay hanging out with those people. Um, and a lot of people don't have that ability to do that, um, but, but they're not practiced. Right. You know, it goes back to uh, they're not willing to say no or they're yeah, not yeah. willing to take a stand and go, I, I want, I'd rather fit in because I, I don't, I, that, that cool mentality. I never, I never really had that, that click, that cool kids or whatever. I just, man, growing up, I always had multiple people that was me. from all yeah. over mm-hmm. and, and I can go to any one of them and be like, ah, oh, cool. I can, I can do because this your basis that. was your character. Not, yeah. not it, nothing affected me in yeah. that regard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you, now everybody gets affected of some degree when you're hanging out with the wrong crowd. Uh, whether it, whether you don't partake, right. you're still a part of that crowd either way. And if it gets busted, you're you're part of you're guilty just because you're associated. Well, I think the opposite of that is what you were starting to hit on. O was when you find the that group of people that have the same basis of character ethics, then not only can you be yourself, which is a whole nother realm, mm-hmm. but then everybody around you allows you to be even a better self. Like you, you can now go to the next level or go even deeper because you're associating with people that you truly can open up and be your core. Right. And then it's encouraged and, and you're even growing further as opposed to the opposite. When you're hanging around the other people, it's suppressed. Yeah. Yeah. I I think from an early, early stage, just from, you know, I read a lot of books growing up, not, not ones that were stretching me, but more like, I guess would be fan fiction, I guess, type stuff. Where the red fern grows. Uh, I was going to say like White Fang. Yeah, yeah. Well, dude, I did read White Fang. Everybody though. read White Fang. It's like eighth grade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but I mean, you know, like your Harry Potters, your Lord of the Rings, stuff like that. Like, you know, where, where people, there were characters involved, right? You right. knew who those characters were. Or when you play a game, like, you know who the main character is and the supporting characters. You know who they are. You know what they're about. So I think that's where a lot of my character came from. It wasn't from everyone else, but it was, it was looking at myself in the mirror and saying, who am I? I know who these people are in their own stories. Who am I in my story? And that was the big thing on, on who, okay, who am I, who am I trying to become? I only get one life. Mm-hmm. You know, am I going to be the good guy? I'm going to be the bad guy. I'm going to be the guy that's the, what we call an NPC or a non-playable, non-playable character. That's one of the best things is like, is the realization when you're at your job and you're like, Hey, how can I help you today? And you're like, Oh shit. I'm an NPC, dude. Please press one for English. I'm the, yeah. I'm the guy they I'm come. I'm officially to. a recording. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm the guy they come to it. at the shop. Oh my god. god you know, it's it the hurts. worst feeling ever. You know, and it's that's where you get your growth from. You know, is is like I cannot be this NPC anymore. I can't be this non-playable <laughs> character anymore. I'm going to take control of my life. This is who I am. You know, mm. and I think that's a that's a turning point in a lot of people's lives. 
I think that's why so many people like video games because they can play a character right. and get out of their reality in a yeah. sense. Uh, and it's it's a good it's a good escape to, uh, to some degree, but um, it's so cool that you said what you said. Oh, about you know looking in the mirror and and self reflecting. And a lot of people just don't do that. They don't look in the mirror and go. They don't ask that question. That's a tough question. What well, goes back to what Josh said? It's hard. It's hard. It's it hard. is hard when you got to deal with you. It's the hardest thing you can do because you can you can use you can escape to any reality or any world. You can use drugs. You can use sex. You can use. Um, Video games, you can get into sports, you can stay busy, you know, and so busy at work and so busy at these other things and escape your true self because you're so messed up or so involved in all this other stuff because you're not dealing with it. So many people don't want to deal with it, like what we were talking about a couple of episodes ago. You know, just, dude, if you have a problem, you have something to do, have a solution. Go after it. Make it work. Figure it out. Yep. I love it. So, and I love I love the analogy that you just did there. Oh, uh, when you're looking at stories, uh, whether it's Lord of the Rings or, or whatever kind of movie it is, the reason that people are attracted to that stuff is like you said, they know who those people are. They don't waver. Right. You don't see Frodo going, "Hey, I'm talking to this guy, so I'm going to be different. I'm going to talk to this guy. I'm going to be different." The reason that that's so attractive is because the guy is a man of character, and it is attractive. And and Cam, you made you made a comment about this is really good too. When when you live a life of character, you tend to attract people that are attracted to that character. Mm-hmm. Mm. And and this is the thing. So um, if you're a single guy, and 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 this is this this is, you know, we're all married men uh, with kids, but f- don't forget we, we were in the dating always. scene. Yeah. Uh, at one point, if you want to attract a bad chick, you better be a bad dude, because if if you're a weasel. You're gonna be found out, and, and that's that's the the fact of the matter. You can have all the personality, ethics, skills in the world, but you're gonna build a house of cards. So if you're a man of character and you have personality skills, you can land any chick that you want, and you can land a chick because she's attracted to your character ethics and she appreciates your personality skills. Mm. So understand yep. that that's how that stuff works. But if you don't build character, you ain't shit. I'm just telling you right now, you might get a little ways, but it's going to collapse. You can peck flex all day. You can peck flex all but day. But if that's what you're banking on long term? Nope. Mm-hmm. Ain't going to happen. Ain't going to happen because one day you're going to have to unless, get old. Unless she's just as shallow as you are. And that pool boy start peck flexing. But anyway, um, <laughs> so we're going to move on. Pool also move. in a previous episode, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but so so I hope, and what I really wanted out of that is is to get – I don't want to get too deep into it, but get deep enough where you understand the difference between character and personality. Both important. Character is paramount. Personality needs to be developed. Character is paramount. I will repeat that. Build the foundation in your life. The fact of the matter is character is not pretty. Character is not flashy. Character is something you build in your quiet time in your study while you're reading yourself better, while you're pouring that concrete for the foundation. The personality is the architecture and the pretty shit that's on the outside of it, which is great. There's nothing wrong with that. I think you should present yourself as a, a sharp-dressed man. I think you should present yourself as a well-spoken, articulate man. I think that's important. But if your foundation is not there, that stuff doesn't matter. Remember that. Build the foundation, and you can still build those personality ethics. I'm not saying they're bad, but if you build personality ethics without character, then, it, then you lose trust. So please understand, 
that personality ethics without character ethics creates distrust due to the perception of deceitfulness. Okay? Where there's little or no trust, there is no foundation for permanent success. So understand that long-term, if you don't have a foundation, there is no long-term. Um, so, so the second part of this is in the 2020, uh, uh, I guess everybody likes to do uh, their resolutions or goals. Screw that shit. We're going to change our perception of life. Mm. That's what we're going to do. We're going to start looking at life differently. We're not going to say, hey, my goal is to lose 20 pounds. My goal is to do this. We're going to change the way you think. That is the whole goal. So what we're going to do with that is we're going to begin with the end in mind. So what I want everybody that's listening to think about is you need to start to live your life and develop your goals with the end in mind. Okay. And what I mean by that is what do you want people to know you as? If you die, and this may seem morbid, if you die and you're sitting at your funeral, let's say you're sitting in a chair, who speaks? What's their background? What's their character? And what do they say about you? In an ideal world, what does that look like? Because if you can say what that looks like, you can start to paint a picture of how you need to start to live your damn life. And that's where people, I think, start to miss it a little bit. So we have to have our end in mind. What's the end goal? You know, what do you live for? So I, just, just in that aspect of things, about living with the end goal in mind, what, what's some input that you guys, you guys can throw in there about how you guys have molded your daily life with the end goal in mind legacy easy easy enough i mean we all have boys um and I'm, i think i'm the only one here with a little girl um you know, legacy you know i want people to fight over my eulogy you know i think that's important um if, if no one wants to get up and speak about you um or, or speak on the life you had you didn't do shit and that's just, it's just that simple um you know, Wilson, you say all the time, and not to steal your thunder here, but you know, you but but to steal it at the same time, you talk about your dash matters all the time. You know, what was what was the what does that mean from this year to this year? What did you do in between? You mm -hmm. know, that, that made an impact. I think it's 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 legacy. It's led. It's it's not just being um, who we are at this table um, behind the mic, but being those people in life and living that glass house mentality like we do, and not just preaching from behind the microphone where people can't see our faces, but when we get out in the world. You know, it's it's doing the little things. It's putting the card up. It's picking up that piece of garbage that somebody let blow away and 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 put up and, and and throw it away like it should have been in front of everyone else. You know, showing people that it's the little things that can be done. You know, um, having stories that people can tell about you that aren't embarrassing. You know, we talk about that all the time. Like, my, I'll be around my old friends and they'll bring up stuff that I did. I'm like, I don't even know who that guy was. Right. right. <laughs> Please stop telling that story, bro. Please. Like, I get it. It's kind of funny, but it was funny when we were 16, not when we were 31. Um, please stop telling people I'm trying to get jobs out here, you know, <laughs> but please don't say that at my funeral. Uh, but, but it is, it's, it's the, like you talked about the eulogy, having people fight over your, your eulogy, um, speaking into your kids, raising adults, not children, uh, I think is a big deal. Um, you know, letting them be kids, but raising them to be adults. Mm -hmm. Um, that's, that's kind of what I see in, in the end goal. When you say legacy and the first thing I think of is, is the, the children, the next generation of our mm -hmm. families. Um, and I think the, the number one thing that I could do is I think about this all the time is like, who are my, and I've got, I've got three boys. Um, who are my boys going to be when I'm gone? Like there was a point in my life, which I think is semi healthy to, to get, uh, past inertia is, is I was hungry for what I wanted. Like there, I was really, really hungry for what I wanted in my twenties. 
right? And and that mattered a lot. Then as I as I had a family, and even to an extent, early and when that family was still young, it still is young. Um, it was more about what can I accomplish while I'm here? What can I accomplish while I'm here? Da 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 da. It's only recently I realized my you know moving more towards what I'm supposed to be doing is what are my kids going to be like when I'm gone? That means so much more to me now. And I'm just having this realization and I'm, I got a couple of years on some of you guys, but I'm having this realization more recently this year um, than I think than ever is my, I'm finding a lot of joy in realizing that my kids are going to be so much better than I ever was or ever will be. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I'm yeah. totally okay with it. And there was a time when I wasn't okay with anybody being better than me at anything. You know, I just wasn't. And now I'm like, not only at peace with it, but ecstatic about, my kids being better than me, going further than me, accomplishing more than me, and that my role is to make sure they do. Mm. Not to make sure they do in a pressure way, but to make sure that I create and build ethics into them, character ethics into them, that they can build a foundation on and then go get good at th- And this is one thing I, I believe is if you, if you have those character ethics built in and ingrained early and they truly are a foundation, like you don't know the difference. And then you can spend a lifetime developing the personal personality ethics and get, and just be a master bingo. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the 1%, that's what it is. Bingo. It's like the core is so strong and the roots are so deep that you can focus all your time, not all your time, but you can focus a lot of time on the personality thing so you can relate to other people and then you can truly impact. That's huge. You guys are good. Um, I want to, I want to kind of take it to a different angle. Let's talk to you single folks. You know, you're starting out. Start today. Your character is non-negotiables. Write them down. Take a list. Take the time. You have to take the time. Nobody can do this for you. And just like what JP was talking about, this is not microwave. This is this is a journey that these four guys here at this table have taken and been able to grind at personally behind closed doors night after night after night, not knowing, not seeing any benefit until later. And in most cases, it happens when you least expect it. When you're probably at your lowest, you have some random story come to you and go, oh, shit, yeah, that was cool. I did that, and not even knowing that it impacted you. So you can start today. Start Don't, don't wait to New Year's ball drop. Start now. When you listen to this, it's probably going to be past that point, obviously. But still, at the fact of the matter is don't procrastinate. Today is, is the day that you can start your dash. And you can create a dash that's worth talking about. So that has multiple people there at your funeral going, this guy did this, this, this. I mean, the good things that you want people to say, you have to live it. You can't be fake about it. It's got to be real. It's got to be genuine. That's what I love about hanging out with these guys is they stretch you. Find people that stretch you. Find people that are going to keep you accountable. Find people that are going to actually say, no, dude, you said your character's this and you're not following through with it. That's how you're going to get better. That's how you're going to stay on your edge. You keep your edge. But if you're a single dude, you're starting out, think about the things you want to accomplish in life. I I did this. My sister told me to do this, and it worked for me. Uh, Coming into finding a, a, a good, solid relationship, I wrote down exactly what I wanted in a spouse. If you're a girl, guy, you could do the same thing. Write down what you want and don't sway from it, and then you'll find a good marriage. Now, we all have kids. That changes your entire perspective. You single folks out there that are are potentially listening to this, you don't get it. You don't get life, really, until you actually have life come into your 
to your that you're responsible for, I should say. Uh, these kids will mess you up in a great way and stretch you to become better and then makes you think instead of on you, you're just thinking about yourself, selfish person all the way up to this point. Now you can't. You have to take care of someone else and someone else's life is dependent on you and how their future is going to be. It's all on you. Now, a lot of piece of craps out there don't do, actually take that to heart. They actually go, screw this. I don't need to be a dad. I don't need to be a mom. Somebody else can raise my kids. The government can t- raise my kids. Shame on you if that if that was you. But you can correct it. You can go back into those people's lives and actually earn their their time if you're listening to this. We want you to grow. And I love that JP talked about this and brought this type of thing up because a lot of people don't. Like what your Oba was talking about. A lot of people don't think about it. For me... It started at a young age. I looked at things that I didn't want. Most of in my life, unfortunately, there was a lot of negative. So I had to find the good in every negative situation and apply it to my life and say, yes, I like that. No, I don't like that. And you have to use your brain and process this and say, okay, cool. I'm not going to be a victim out of this situation. I'm going to learn from this situation. and I'm going to figure out how to not to do this again. And that's how you do this. And then I came out and found out what wisdom really is, is finding someone who's lived their life, someone older than me, and say, hey, how do I not screw up? Get some, find somebody you trust. Find somebody you like that actually has something in life that you want to go after and have them mentor you. But if you don't ask, you'll never get that. So your dash matters and you need to take it seriously. And you have an impact that you can make that's far succeeds your your legacy. I mean, it'll go forever. There's so many people that have just stood up and made a difference, and you can too. You have everything in your power to do so. Quit looking at the mirror and looking at yourself like a piece of shit. You're not. You were born of just even look research how you can be born. Just the process of that miracle of you being alive is amazing. Don't take your life for granted. I think to touch on a little bit what you said too is when, when you're making that list of who you are looking for in a spouse, you know, are you any of those things? Oh, God, that's you, huge. You know, I think you can't go out there and look for all these perfect aspects in someone else if you're not even a single one of those things yourself. You know, become who you are looking for in a person and you will find what you're attracted to and they will be attracted to you in, in, in turn. Um, another thing you said about with the, um, finding mentorship, you know, is, is lower your ego when you're mm-hmm. looking for that, be coachable. You know, if you're, if it's, I think it's tough as guys uh, on a, on a basic level, an average level. Um, I think it's tough to go out there and, and ask for advice from someone that you want. I think we see it all the time in the gym. And if I, if I know you see it in the gym all the time is, you know, people get this gym intimidation, which is why there's gyms out there that, that negate this, or at least they say they do, um, where instead of looking at the guy and go, well, what a, a muscle hood, blow up, once you walk up to him and ask him what he's doing so you can replicate those results, you know, and everyone's built out of 10, that guy is going to be willing you. to help you. Oh, absolutely. But to your point, when, when you, when you ask for mentorship, you have got to humble yourself because ultimately what they're going to attack and by attack, I mean what they're going to correct is your character. Yeah. That's going to be the first thing they correct. Yeah, because you're not where you want to be because you haven't created the habits that you need to have, and that comes from how disciplined are you inside. That's right. Mm -hmm. You know, have you gotten over the hump of whatever it is that you're not disciplining yourself to do? That's right. 
Yeah. And you don't want to hear that. You don't like. We don't want to hear somebody say, uh, "You're not doing this." Yeah. Well, Step one: Stop sucking. Well, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah when you people know. start talking about your character, especially <laughs> like you said, as a man, your first tendency is to clam up. <laughs> I got it all figured yeah. out. Yeah. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. No, good. you're not good. That's why you're in the gym to get yeah. better, dude. You know, yeah. it's the same thing. And no matter what it is, you know, if you're if you're a baseball player, you still got to get the batting cages, mm-hmm. right? If you suck at hitting the ball, you need to get in the batting cages. It's, yep. it's the same thing. It's foundationally what we're talking right. about here with, with character ethics and, and, and personality traits, man. It's, it's all the same. You have to start somewhere. Well, the yeah. best at their craft are typically the ones that are still working at their craft the most. Yep. Right. Really let that sink in. You know, if John Maxwell comes to mind. Like he's, he, I mean, he's like leadership guru for, for decades. And I know just from hearing this, you know, about him and, and what he's, he talks about is like his daily personal development habits are at the highest level, yeah. you know? And if anybody could slack off a little bit, it'd be that dude, but then he wouldn't be who he is, you know? Uh, recently, uh, a couple months ago, something came out about Drew Brees, who's one of my favorite NFL players, you know, big Saints fan, but even if you aren't, incredible talent. And he's 40 years old. He's having a MVP-type season, which is like every season for him. He's broken, I don't know how many records this year, and there was a video that came out from one of his former players that's ar- that's younger than him that's already retired that was him after practice running through drills by himself. You know what's stronger than his skill set is his character. Yeah, exactly. And that's why that dude has ascended past everybody. And mm-hmm. just to be clear, the conversations that we just had about writing down the girl that you want and writing down the goals that you want in life, that is a great way to create a mission statement on what O said on how to become who you need to become to attract those kind of things in your life. Because ultimately, and I'm, go- I'm glad you brought Drew Brees up. I got a ton of respect for mm-hmm. that dude, but his character far surpasses his skill mm-hmm. on the field. Mm-hmm. And if you ever, and, and sometimes we get stuck with seeing, oh, look at the talent on this guy, blah, 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 blah. And we don't see what he does behind the scenes and stuff like that. But his character is what carries him in there at 5 a.m. in the morning when he's already set tons of records and has every reason to be cocky and retire as one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. His character brings him in at 5 a.m. J.J. Watt is another one of them. Signed one of the largest contracts ever to be signed by a defensive player, and the janitor had to let him into the gym at the facility the day after he signed the contract because he was there before anybody else got there. And how many times have we gotten a bonus at work and been like, we're going to hang out tonight and get up late tomorrow? I'm about to celebrate. Yeah, I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so that's so that's great. And, and what I hope you guys are pulling from this, and, and, and to be honest with you, we're probably speaking to the 20%. Because uh, 80% of you guys will listen to this and go, you know what? They're right. They're damn right about that. But you won't write a single thing down. You won't, do you won't write anything down. You won't think about the women that you really want to attract in your life. You won't think about the business that you want to attract in your life. You won't think about the legacy you want to leave for your kids and write it down. Because ultimately, what we're giving is to the 20% out there. What we want you to do is create a mission statement. A mission statement could take you weeks, could take you six months, but you got to start today and write something down. Your mission statement should describe and determine your center, okay? And by center, that is where your character comes from. So what's at the center of your life will be the source of your security and guidance and wisdom and power. So I'm going to take that from, uh, you know, from the book, uh, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, and that is where your center comes from. And he, and he lays it out. He says, your security, your guidance, your wisdom, and your power. And I'll break it down real quick. And I'm gonna, I'll, I want you guys to put a little bit of input on this. So your security, he defines as your sense of worth, your identity, your emotional 
Anchorage, your self-esteem or your basic personal strengths. Your guidance is your source of direction in life, your internal frame of reference that determines what's happening around you. Your wisdom is your perspective on life, your sense of balance, your understanding of various parts and principles that apply and relate to each other in your life. And the power he defines as the, the, the faculty or capacity to act, the strength and potency to accomplish something, the vital energy to make choices and decisions, and the ability to overcome habits and create new ones. Hmm. So those four pillars are what create your center. Now, those, that, now that's a great guiding you know, uh, light there. And, and I'm going to tell you right now, guys, this, this getting ready for this has humbled me. And in 2020, my mission statement will begin to develop. And, and when I say develop, if it takes you six months to get your mission statement perfect, take six months and build the foundation. It's okay. It doesn't, you don't, you're not going to sit down and write a mission statement and be done with it. If you do, you're missing it. You're not doing it right. Get it perfect. And then put it in front of you every single day because every decision that you make should be based off of your mission statement. Does this align with my character? Because if it aligns with my character, then I'm about to build a skill to crush it. So when, when, I, when I talk about those things, anything, anything kind of pop into y'all's heads as far as where, where, where you guys want to go in 2020 with that? Just name them off again. So, so Just security, 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 guidance, wisdom, and power. So security is basically your self-worth. Guidance is your source of direction in life, like your compass. Uh, wisdom is your perspective on, on your world around you. And the power is your ability to, to crush habits that are not good and create new ones in place of it to create your, your character. Okay, so I'm going to try to hit this quick. Um, and, and I will tell you, there's a, there, the next episode that's coming out after this, we're going to talk about purpose. And this really lines up with that. So this is kind of a great um, lead into that. But security for me um, is, is knowing who, where, who created me, knowing where I came from, know, knowing my value as a person, as a human. Okay, that gives me a lot of security because I know that I am created with greatness. The guidance for me is also for me personally, my personal beliefs is my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. I, you know, people say that, you know, follow your gut, trust your gut. I say that all the time, but I believe my gut is the Holy Spirit leading me and guiding me to make decisions. Mm -hmm. When I know that that truly is where that thought or that feeling is coming from, I go with it. Like I don't hesitate at all because you can tell the difference between something I kind of want and something I'm actually being led to do. Um, the wisdom part you get as you go I mean, in my, in my mind. So like, you're going to stumble a lot. You're going to fail. You're going to get calloused. You're going to, you're going to create wisdom in a, in a sense, if that, if that makes sense. Now, obviously taking mentorship and, and seeking counsel from people that are, uh, you know, ahead of you in different areas or just ahead of you in years, uh, is a wise thing to do, but you are also going to become more wise as you age and, uh, go through more things. I think then, a good picture of wisdom, just to give like some perspective on that is when you go to the, the, um, uh, optometrist and you sit down in that chair and they flick through the little things so that you can see what's in front mm -hmm. of you, the way you perceive the letters in front of you. If you stopped at one, you might be like, Oh, that's, I can kind of tell that's an E, but it's, it, it's a little bit blurry, but I can see it better than I did before. If you stopped there, then, then that's where your perception is. But if you, like you just said, Cameron, if you keep taking chances and you keep getting out there and you experience life and you take, you, you know, you, you get out there and you're active in life, you flip through those lenses until finally things become very clear to you. 
and that's where the power is. And that gets to the last one. And that to to stick with that analogy is think about, and and I'll say for me, when I'm in the (laughs) optometrist and they're saying better left or right, when I'm not sure, I'm like, uh, easy ATA, mm -hmm." (laughs) you know, like, (laughs) you know, but then when you get to one, you actually see, you have a lot of confidence. Some would call that power, Mm -hmm. you know? And so if you have created, if you've gone through and and wisdom, 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 and, and clarity into your purpose, and then now you have a confidence, which gives you power, which I think goes back to the character ethics being the foundation, growing into developing your personality ethics. And now, w- with still being human, you're unstoppable in a sense, meaning that you should feel that way. You should feel totally confident and have a lot of power in what you're doing in the next steps. I love this. Uh, this is great. And, and well, it kind of leads into what we've been talking about this entire time. Because if you follow these from security, guidance, uh, wisdom, and power, that's what it's going to lead into. You can't go jump to power. You have to go in the steps and the stages. And the biggest one that I love is your self-worth. And we just talked about it. If you feel like you're a piece of shit, you're, gonna be, you're not going to accomplish anything. So the main thing you need to focus on, if that's you... And like, say, uh, a lot of people get this for overweight. You know, you have weight problems. Dude, you're still a good person. You're still an amazing person. It's just some, some, somebody says that you're fat or you're, you know, big. Doesn't mean that you're worth a piece of crap. Get yourself right. If that's if that's really holding you up, get in the gym. Find somebody who can help you out to, to lose the weight. That way you can have some confidence. JP's saying he could help you. He's off. So reach out. So security in that regard, though, you got to look in the, in the mirror and say that you are worthy to become whatever you want. Whoever. And that's that. Absolutely. Whomever. Yeah. Yeah. Just out of your. Yeah. So and then you have the guidance. Now, my security, just like uh, Cam, uh, I, I believe in my Lord and Jesus Christ, and he's saved my soul uh, for eternity. So I feel very uh secure in that regard. I also have a lot of guidance from that and many other people I let uh, influence my life. Your circle of influence is very vital in your guidance and where you're going to go. You show me your friends and the books that you read, I'll show you your future. Um, so wisdom is taking everything that comes in your life, because life just sucks sometimes, but you learn from it. You learn from everything and be hungry to learn and seek something good out of everything bad uh, that is <laughs> happens to be bad. We live in a, a world that just there's a lot of bad stuff that's happening if you're open your eyes to it. Um, but it's not bad all the time. You can create something better. You can, you know, create a bubble, if you will. But um, the wisdom there in the perspective of life, I think that for me is all positive. I love having a positive outlook. I always want to see something good in everything uh, because I know that it's there. It's ingrained in each and every one of us. There's goodness in every one of you. No matter how bad or how crappy you've had your life, you have something inside you that's great. So believe in it. And that's where power comes in. That positive mentality for me gives me the power to, to conquer the world and gives me the hope that every single day can get better. Because if you just think about your past and stay in your past, you're never going to move forward. And that's what gives me clarity. I think for me, man, is is I've always known, and I'll go through the, the, the four here in a second, but I've always known since I was a kid that I was meant to do something. And I didn't know if I was going to fall in like a vat of acid and get fire powers or what it was. But I don't know about you guys. I'm second never, best thing. I'm, right, second best thing. How did you know I remember, that? <laughs> you kind of look like Wolverine right now. Like somebody <laughs> right? put animandium in you or something like that. That'd be great. Um, 
uh, it might be painful, but it'd be awesome in the long term. Um, but no, but I mean, like, I remember being a kid and like trying to make fire out of my hand, like, dude, I can do this, you know? <laughs> and, and, uh, th- unfortunately that was not my destiny. Um, that would be awesome. But, um, I think I've always, I've always known that I was supposed to do something great. I never really knew what that was. You know, when we met, I was like, this is it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think this is, if everything felt right, you talk about following your gut. That was, that's always been my thing as I've always got something right here in my sternum that tells me whether I need to do something or something's off. Uh, so my, I think my security is I've always known that I was, that I was, um, enough. I wasn't, um, necessarily in a, in a conducive environment to, um, think that growing up, but I always knew that I was meant to do something more. I knew I was enough uh, personally. So my identity has always been, um, and my affirmation since I was, I was young was, you know, you are strength, you are honor, you are wisdom. And that, that's what I believe my last name was. So I think everyone is always like, you know, since the Game of Thrones, everyone was doing like their own house and stuff. Man, I've been doing my own house and, and sigil and all that stuff since I was in my teenage years. You know, it's always been the Griffin, which is strength and honor. You know, I added wisdom to that when I ran into you guys. And that's what I tell my kids, like, who are you? You know, and, and you're an Odinil, you know, you are strength, you are honor, you are wisdom, you know. Um, so, but, but my, my emotional, um, foundation has always been strong too. I never wanted to give someone else the power of my, over my emotions as like I did when I was a child and I felt helpless in those times. Um, no one has ever been able to hold those emotions over me, like, or hold power over my emotions. Only I do. No one can shake me. You know, I am strength. Um, my guidance is my destiny. My guidance is my counsel. Um, you know, it's, it's the shepherds at this table. It's my wife. It's the people I hold in my inner circle outside, you know, outside of those relationships. Um, very few people hold seats in, in my, in my inner circle. You know, I keep my circle tight. You know, I have a lot of friends, but I don't have a lot of, of counsel. Um, which is why I think my, my, um, my destiny is what it is. But, um, you know, wisdom, I think is it, your perspective is, is, is how you've gone up through life. And, how, and I think you can, like you guys talked about, you control your perspective by flicking those lenses. You know, what are your lenses in life? You know, mine is, is my personal growth. You know, mine is you guys, you know, my, my counsel is also my, helps my perspective. Hey, should I approach it from this angle or should I approach it from this angle? Or what's the dichotomy of this? You know, maybe I should hit it from the center. You know, am I being too aggressive? Am I being too, too lax? And finding that perfect balance in life. And that's, that's not having an ego. Um, that's, that's looking for that mentorship. That's looking for that brotherhood and, or, or sisterhood or, or what I call a brothership. Um, it, where it's, it doesn't matter what, you know, where you are. You just have that, you have that relationship to be able to take a give and take from that. Um, and I think the power is, is all those things combined. You know, I think it's, I think it's your security, your guidance, your wisdom, your personal, um, you know, your who am I, knowing who you are is your power. And I think it takes, it definitely takes time to, to find that dude. It's taken me six years to know who I am as, as a person in, in, in general. And I believe once you know who you are and where your character is and what you're trying to achieve and, and you, and you're looking for your destiny or you know what you're destined to do. Um, like for me, I, I know that I'm destined to lead men. I know I am or, or lead people in general. Um, and I think putting myself in that position is, is, is what will fulfill that destiny. Dude, I swear you come up with more T-shirt things than anybody. <laughs> yeah. Like the whole flick the lens. Like if yeah, your perspective's flick off, flick the lens. Yeah, so that's, that's so awesome, good. dude. I, you said something about. And I just want to add this in real quick, JP, before you move on. Um, your sternum, you called it. Trusting your gut, whatever it is, that thing that's right there in you. As you were talking about that, I was thinking through it some more. It's like that is, if you are deep rooted in your character, then you hear that voice, Big right? Time. If you're focused on 
who am I? Because that's your center, right? If you're focused on your character ethics, then you can hear the center and that guides you. If you're focused on your personality ethics, then that voice is probably not so clear. So people are like, well, I don't get moved by my gut. I don't what it's your, cause you're not focusing on the right thing. Yeah. You're, you're shallow. So that's, that's an absolutely outstanding point because one of the things is your guidance comes from your character ethics. That map comes from your character ethics. So when you have really, really, really strong character ethics, that map becomes clear. You flick the lens to where you understand where you're going. There's a lot of people that are busy as hell in the wrong direction. And they don't even know it until they get there. And then they're like, well, shit. How many people, man, I, and we talked about this in the past. You go to a, um, uh, a retirement home and you talk to some elderly people. I bet you, I bet you 90%, and I'm probably lowballing that, talk about what they wish they would have done. Or the direction they wish they would have went. If their character was in line with their values, then they would have been a lot clearer about where they wanted to be, and they would have died on empty. They would have sat in that, that I almost said funeral home, I apologize, the, the retirement home, and would have sat back with their feet kicked up, pinching nurses' butts, going, <laughs> tell you right now, I kicked ass at life. You'll find very few that will do that. Yeah. You'll find very few that will do that. And the fact of the matter is, I want to be that person. I want, I want my kids around me the day that I'm dying going, I fulfilled the life I wanted It'll to really fulfill. It'll really be a celebration of life. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. now, now, now yeah. I want you boys to go kick my ass. Mm -hmm. I want you boys mm -hmm. to make what I did look like a fart in the wind, for lack of better words. Yeah. Because you've seen what I've done, and the guidance and the map is clear. If, if you just develop your character, your skills will far, far surpass mine because you'll be able to start way before I do. So um, I'm, I'm going to close it up. Any, any last words um, from the shepherds at the table? Okay. So, um, so I, I guess just to wrap it up for everybody. So start with a mission statement, guys. It's 2020. We're starting a new decade. We're starting a new mindset. Uh, we're we're going to build the foundation, guys. That's what, that's what the shepherds are here for. If, if anything else, I, I want to make sure that people have built strong foundations to build your skill set on uh, and, and whatever your skill set may be. But start with a mission statement and refine your mission statement over weeks and months. Go write something down. It's not going to be perfect. Write it down and then tomorrow look at it again and go, wait a minute, I need to tweak this. The next day you'll tweak something else. Six months from now, you will have an ironclad mission statement that you can follow, okay? With your mission statement, keep it constantly in front of you. And by that, I mean it literally. Keep it in front of you every single morning. Pick your mission statement up and read it. It might sound hokey, but read it. Like these guys have talked about in the past, read it in the mirror. Tell yourself who you are. Tell yourself what your character is, and, and before you know it, you will become that person. So you need to create visualizations from that and you will do that based off of your character because your imagination will take off from that point based on that foundation and then your affirmations will, will carry you from there. Uh, you have to see and feel your goals, guys. If you don't see and feel your goals, they're not as real, okay? So make sure that you visualize your goals and as you solidify and crystallize that mission statement, that, that visualization will become very, very clear. Because a well-thought-through purpose and principles will guide you if it is the center of your life. Remember, guys, understand where your center is. Create those character ethics and then build skills to crush your competition in that area. Thank you guys for tuning in. 
We really appreciate you guys and your support on this. Uh, shoot us some feedback on any of our social media platforms. Uh, you guys go out there and kick ass, man. 2020 is going to be the best year that you've ever had, and it's just a start. 